Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fairface Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Sorensen, founder and CEO of Fairface Washcloths for Sensitive Skin. I'm so happy you're here to join me as we talk all things sensitive skin, wellness, and even a little small business. Now on to the episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Fairface Podcast. It's so nice to be with you again today. Just to let you know, today's episode is not going to be part two of our tween and teen skincare 101 with Patty Robinson, like I originally planned. We've had a delay recording that, but it will be coming soon, and I will be sure to let you know when that's coming. Today I want to talk to you about something that is pretty personal, and I hope by me sharing it, it can help you or someone you know as well. A little while ago on Instagram, I posted asking, if you are a why person, meaning someone who wants to know why something happened or what caused it, instead of just accepting it and letting it be. Are you the kind of person who wants to get to the bottom of things and it festers a bit until you do? Well, I am a why person. And for a long time, I've wondered what caused me to develop rosacea. Is it genetics? And if so, who did I get it from? Could I have prevented it? Was it something I did? Was it something I didn't do? But the real nagging question in the back of my mind has been whether the timing of my rosacea onset was related to going through infertility treatments and in vitro. When I asked my dermatologist what caused my rosacea, she answered with what the studies have indicated, that rosacea can run in families, so it's possible to inherit genes for rosacea. It may involve the immune system, a bug in the intestines, UV radiation, your sensory nervous system, a mite that lives on the skin, and even how the body processes a certain protein on the skin. And I can accept those answers, but for me, there is also this undeniable question in my mind about the connection between going through in vitro and the onset of my rosacea, because that's when my rosacea first appeared. I've always wondered if the onset of my rosacea was related to all the drugs and hormones and stress of going through fertility treatments and in vitro. Was it all related? I have shared briefly on another episode, or maybe other episodes, about what it's like having rosacea, that my major skin challenges and rosacea started when we were going through in vitro. And there are so many unanswered questions about our experience going through in vitro. And I'm not surprised that attached to those questions, I've also never been able to shake this nagging question in the back of my mind, wondering if all the hormones and stress of those years is what triggered my rosacea to start. I ran across an Instagram post by Dr. Tara Odesky about a week ago that totally resonated with me. And according to her website, Dr. Odesky has developed a holistic program for chronic skin conditions 
after healing her own rosacea. And now she helps others heal from rosacea, gut problems, and food sensitivities. Well, part of her Instagram post said this. Rosacea took years to develop. When it finally appears on your skin, it's because it was the final straw in a series of accumulating factors. And something about the way she worded that felt like she was speaking to me. So I commented on her post and asked, Rosacea made its debut when I was going through in vitro. I always wondered if all the stress and hormones triggered it. Do you think that could have been, quote, the last straw for my skin? And her response was yes. Hormonal changes can always be a trigger because hormones must get processed through your liver. And if your liver is already compromised, it will show up on your skin. And of course, stress. You know that feeling when something you hear or read just sits right with you? I felt like she really heard me. And I felt the rightness of what she said about how it relates to me and my experience with in vitro and and rosacea being so interconnected. It finally made sense after 13 years. All of the drugs and all of the stress of going through infertility treatments and in vitro was kind of my skin's last straw. And on top of that, the more I read, the more it verified that all of this was right for me. On her website, she talks about the role of the liver and how it is connected to your skin, and in particular, inflammation and rosacea. So this was another very important part of my aha moment. Her website says, The liver is responsible for detoxifying all the medications, alcohol, pesticides, artificial sweeteners, colors, preservatives, and chemicals you come in contact with on a daily basis. This means anything you breathe Anything you put on your skin or anything you eat must be processed through your liver. When the liver becomes overburdened because it can't process toxins as fast as they are coming in, the toxins back up into your bloodstream and an inflammatory response occurs. Over time, this response becomes chronic and rosacea is unavoidable. Liver function is extremely overlooked in rosacea treatment. Well, as you can imagine, going through infertility treatments and in vitro, there are a lot of drugs involved. And our story, which I am actually in the process of writing, and I'll be sharing with you in coming months, went on from the end of 2006 to the beginning of 2010. So that was a lot of years of a lot of drugs and a bunch of them kind of all at once when we did in vitro. Our experience with infertility and in vitro was one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through. And unfortunately for us, it ended up in heartache. After all we had done, I had what they defined as an ectopic pregnancy. 
it was a pregnancy that wasn't viable and couldn't be verified, meaning the embryo or embryos that were growing inside my body had attached somewhere else other than my u- my uterus. Oftentimes, ectopic pregnancies end up attaching in the fallopian tubes, which can pose an immediate threat to a mother's life. And as it was in my case, it had to be treated with a drug called methotrexate. Methotrexate is an immunosuppressive drug that is used to treat cancer as well as ectopic pregnancies. If left to grow, ectopic pregnancies can rupture fallopian tubes and lead to hemorrhaging, which is basically bleeding out internally and cause death. I remember having to sign something that said I understood the laundry list of possible side effects from taking methotrexate, which scared me, but the alternative scared me too, so I didn't feel like I had really any other choice. And before our nurse could administer the methotrexate, I had to have a blood test to test my liver function. And I remember feeling a little scared about that. What was this medication going to do to my liver? Well, when the blood test came back, it was normal, so they could administer the shot. And after the first methotrexate shot, the HCG levels in my blood were supposed to go down. HCG is a hormone produced when an embryo implants and begins developing. And this drop in HCG would show that my ectopic pregnancy was ending so that it, was, it would no longer be a threat to my life. And when the HCG numbers did not drop like they should have, they had to administer another blood test and to check my liver function and then administer a second dose of methotrexate. I honestly felt like I was being poisoned a little bit. This felt like a scary drug with a lot of side effects. And now I had not just one dose, but two. And just recently, I learned that although the half-life of methotrexate is 8 to 15 hours, its presence in the liver has been reported to last up to 116 days after exposure. And that was from the Journal of Canadian Family Physician. So after all this time, wondering if my rosacea onset was related to in vitro and learning about the connection between an overburdened liver causing an inflammatory response on the skin, I feel very strongly that for me, these two things are connected. I had been injected with so many medications for so many months I wonder how my liver dealt with all of that. And then on top of it, to be given two doses of a medication that can remain in your liver for up to 116 days, I can see why this accumulation of drugs in my liver that may not have been processed in and out very quickly came out as an inflammatory response on my skin, my rosacea. Over my lifetime, I have always had sensitive skin. I have allergies and some food sensitivities. I flush and blush easily. I have fair skin. I don't have the best diet. 
that's the truth. It could be better. I've had sun damage. My skin responds very easily to emotional stress and temperature changes. I have dealt with infertility and hormone irregularities due to certain conditions throughout my life. So these things happened or quote-unquote accumulated, so to speak, up until the time I was officially diagnosed with rosacea, when all the stress and infertility and in vitro drugs were my last straw. Now, I know it technically doesn't really matter what brought on my rosacea, because I can't go back to a time where I don't have it. But for some reason for me, and maybe it's because it was so closely connected with our time going through in vitro, that this has been just one of the many unanswered questions during that period of my life that I've been trying to find some clarity around, and I feel like I finally found it. Many people who have rosacea may never really know what their quote-unquote last straw was that led to the onset of their rosacea. Or maybe after listening to this, something in their mind will fall into place and maybe they'll be able to find some clarity themselves. Some things we may never have answers to. And if you can't go back and change it, you can only focus on moving forward. I can't go back and change my experience with infertility and going through in vitro. I will never have some of those painful questions answered. I can't go back in back in time to a time that I didn't have rosacea either. But I feel so much more at peace finding an answer to my why, seeing how the pieces all fit together for me. And it finally makes so much sense to me. It's kind of that feeling when you know something is right, but you can't verify why you feel that way because you don't have anything to back it up. And when you do find that missing piece that verifies what you've thought all along, you just want to yell, I knew it. I knew it. And that's just how I feel right now. And I feel so much more at peace about it. It just feels good to finally be able to make sense of it. If you have rosacea, do you have any idea what may have brought it on? What may have been your skin's last straw, so to speak? Have you gone through fertility treatments or in vitro? And did that affect your skin? Going through infertility and in vitro can be a very lonely experience but it is also shared by so many people, and I am one of them. If you need to connect with someone who gets it, please feel free to reach out to me. I am happy to be a friend and resource for you. I am excited to share my story about our journey through infertility and in vitro with the hope that it can help someone. It is hard to share something so deeply personal Even last night, I was laying in bed thinking, what am I thinking? I can't do this. It makes me feel so vulnerable. But at the same time, it's been something I've felt compelled to share for a long time. 
And I don't really know what I'm afraid of other than it's just uncomfortable to put myself out there to this degree. But if someone can feel less alone or more understood by me sharing my experience, I have nothing to hide and I welcome that with open arms. Writing about my experience with fertility treatments and in vitro is still a major work in progress, so I'm not sure when it will be finished, when I'll be finished writing it, but just know that it's coming. And reach out to me and let me know if this is something that you're interested in reading about or if I can help you. I hope this episode has helped you, and if it has, I would love to hear from you. Please reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at Fairface Washcloths, or you can always email me, Shannon at FairfaceWashcloths.com. Thank you as always for being here. You are always on my mind when I'm sharing these episodes, and it really means a lot to me to have you here. So take care, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me for the Fairface podcast. I would love to hear from you. If you have any comments or questions about what you've heard, please get in touch with me. I would also really appreciate it if you would take a minute to leave a rating and a review and share this podcast so it can help other people find us. To shop our washcloths, visit our Etsy shop, Fairface Washcloths, or on our website, fairfacewashcloths.com. That's F-A-I-R-F-A-C-E washcloths.com. And I would love to chat with you on social media. So find me at Fairface Washcloths on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time.